Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank podcast, an attempt to look at the world from a class-conscious perspective and to build. Today, we will be speaking to Mr. Bellini from Hyderabad, India, who will outline some of the context and some details of the recent All India Strike, a general strike in India which is said to have been the largest strike in history. But first, a look at last week's headlines. Despite concessions from the Macron government, the French public have pledged a new day of protests. French unions took to the streets on Thursday, entering their 43rd day of protest action. French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe said he was willing to withdraw the proposal that would raise the age for when workers can claim pensions to 64. While some unions have welcomed the change, others call it a smokescreen. The number of protesters who came out on Saturday numbered between 187,000 to a quarter of a million. Philippe Martinez, leader of the CGT union, has said it's never too late to make the government cede. Royal Canadian Mounted Police continue their standoff against the Wet'suwet'en people in the province of British Columbia. The tribe is defending their lands against the expansion of a natural gas pipeline going through their territory without their consent. The BC government issued an injunction against the tribe, saying that it already has consent to build on their land. However, the Wet'suwet'en tribes say they were not consulted as a whole. RCMP has cut off access to journalists, medical aid and tribe members from the outside. However, Canadian journalists have protested after Kian Bextay, an employee of far-right Canadian media group Rebel Media, was allowed access to the camp. The RCMP has said this was as a result of miscommunication. The tribe is demanding that the BC government speak with them about the pipeline and demand an end to RCMP presence. The Republic of Cuba has been named the most sustainably developed country in the world. The Sustainable Development Index places the socialist island ahead of countries like the US and UK. They say that despite economic sanctions, Cuba ranked first with a score of 0.859. The SDI takes a country's Human Development Index and divides it by its ecological overshoot, which is the per capita carbon footprint that exceeds the planet's natural limit. It is an extension to the Human Development Index, which counts life expectancy and education, but does not include carbon footprints. The report says Venezuela scores 12th and Argentina is placed 18th. Countries like China ranked 100 and the US ranked 159th out of 163 nations. Britain ranked 131st. And coal miners in the US state of Kentucky have ended their strike. Pike County miners had blocked a railway track and demanded their employer, Quick Energy, pay them wages owed. It is one of a number of strikes that has occurred in coal country in the past couple of years. But while the miners say they have received back pay, they also fear that finding work will be much more difficult in the future. Miners made the comment to US media that they would not have gotten back pay if they had not blocked trains from leaving. Coal mining in US states like Kentucky has been on the decline as the impacts of climate change become more severe. Next, we will take you to India, where the largest worker strike in history appears to have just taken place. Yes, uh, so Bian, if you could introduce yourself and explain uh, maybe perhaps yeah. your background. 
my background is see uh, i have joined in hindustan aeronautics limited in the year 1973 as an apprentice and uh, retired from hcl in the year 19 uh, 2016 january this month uh, i have worked as a general secretary for 22 years prior to that as an office bearer in hcl okay which union was outside, that sorry outside out pardon which union was that sorry hindustan aeronautics limited hindustan aeronautics workers union okay and outside hcl that is hindustan aeronautics limited i have been working for center of indian trade unions i i was the president of the district unit of citu for more than a decade Mm-hmm. Uh, CITU the, is that the the large uh, central central trade union body center of indian trade unions uh, in the district of rangareddy which is uh, surrounding the hyderabad the capital of telangana state okay i And, see uh, i have been working for other uh, unions in private sectors too uh-huh. now i am the office bearer in the uh, district committee of citu and i have associated with the public sector movement in uh, all india coordination committee of public sector trade unions uh, uh, a unit under citu okay i see all right very very interesting so quite involved in the trade union movement in yeah. hyderabad and, and particularly with and also associated with the central uh, trade union body there okay yeah. and uh, i'm sure as I'm sure you know, and I'm sure as our listeners might be aware, there has been a recent strike in India, quite a large strike. Could you tell us what that was about? See, this is a part of the ongoing struggles. Uh, you know, since the advent of the new economic policies in the year 1991, mm-hmm. uh, after the you know GATT agreement, there was a this new WTO. uh who has come into existence so okay. with the new economic policies uh, initiated by the erstwhile congress government when pv narasimha rao was the prime minister and manmohan singh the earlier prime minister who served for two terms uh, leading the upa led congress government he was the finance minister then when these new policies were introduced what kind of policies so, were these new economic policies you know in the name of new economic policies uh, they have introduced the liberalization globalization and privatization globalization privatization lpg they used to call in short uh, term okay so there were around uh, 18 strikes all over india since 1991 okay in the last uh, 20 29 years this was the 19th uh, all india strike uh, joined by all central trade unions working in the country and the regional trade unions in various states mm. and also by various federations of industry beat central government employees beat state government employees beat petroleum industry beat coal industry beat steel industry to name few right joined by all trade unions and uh, it was the bms uh, which was uh, earlier in 
these united struggles uh, for its own political reasons because that's an uh, a body you know initiated by the rss the right wing force in this country mm-hmm. which is driving the present ruling regime so they have bms that is called bharati mazdoor sangh so they have dropped from this united struggles since 2016 for last uh, four years uh, they are keeping away from the united trade union movement so except that union, that organization okay. all the central trade unions irrespective of their um, what you call ideological uh, leanings uh-huh. have joined uh, in these struggles i see i see so so just to recap there um this is the did you say 19th all india strike since 1991 yeah yeah okay 19th strike this is 19th strike 19th strike okay and um it's was so you've uh, we've seen unions from across various industries whether it's uh, public sector private sector metal workers uh, joining the strike and does yes. this this 19th one is it bigger or have other ones in the past been 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 as big as this one yeah yeah yes it is uh, joined by an estimated 25 crores of the working people and how many people is that 25 crore people working people okay so uh, so, so i'm i'm confused so on that multiply by uh, 10 it will be 250 million 250 million people okay that is huge Okay so that's that's the recent strike 250 million people and you yeah. said apart from a a small government associated uh union the RSS this was pretty much joined by all other unions yes okay okay and what are the demands of these strikers so I, I as you said because of the GATT or, or WTO uh the policies following from from that the integration of so, India into it, that there is a basic demand for you know minimum wage actually the demand is for uh, minimum wage according to the you know to meet the living standards minimum requirement of a family consisting of both wife and husband and two children mm-hmm. three units in the year 1957 in the 15th indian labor conference it was an agreement in the indian labor conference in principle uh, there should be a need based minimum wage mm-hmm. according to that principle it will be more than 30000 you know uh, two room housing and uh, you know 1600 calories of energy food mm-hmm. and clothing what not all those minimum requirements were calculated mm-hmm. but now the traders have demanded even lesser than that 21000 i see so so the demands are, are lesser than what they were in the past you know minimum wage now on, on number 2 uh the government is intending to take out the existing labor legislations there are around, uh, around 44 uh, acts related to working people uh beat minimum wage act payment of wage act industrial dispute acts workmen compensation act factories act payment of bonus act equal remuneration for equal work act there are so many legislations related to industrial relations trade union rights then um, social security 
and also um, regulating the workmen the employment and standing orders act so likewise around 44 legislations this government they have initiated to uh, abrogate all those laws into four codes labor codes and uh, they have merged four acts related to wages into one code okay uh it has uh, uh, because by which of the uh, majority they have in the parliament mm-hmm. they have enacted that law and it has become an act that bill is tabled in the parliament it has uh, uh, you know got the assent of the president of india mm-hmm. now uh, the minimum wage act payment of wage act payment of bonus act Uh, all these uh, four acts uh, they have merged into one legislation they, uh, another uh, key aspect of this is they have placed uh, in parliament it is tabled in the parliament particularly i give one one small example and i elaborate on about the demands mm-hmm. see under under the existing law in the industrial disputes act if a trade union gives demand notice to the management and there there is no negotiations and there is no so, settlement so you said so if what happens sorry in the event of settlement the union strikes a strike notice serves a strike notice hmm under the existing law after serving 14 days time remains to launch the strike and in case the dispute redressal machinery under that law that is industrial dispute act takes up the matter and calls for a conciliation meeting and once that conciliation is under process unions uh, cannot go on strike if they go it it is illegal termed as illegal hmm. despite that every day you will find strikes in all over india every day there is not a single day uh, any industry anywhere be it small or big strikes are there hmm. now under the new law even though the conciliation officer the person who is heading the dispute redressal machinery even he if he doesn't call for a joint meeting or a conciliation meeting it is deemed that the issue is under conciliation and the the strike is considered to be illegal once the strike notice is served by the union it is deemed that the issue is under conciliation even the conciliation officer doesn't call for a meeting mm. even neither the management nor union approaches him for dispute redressal because he is a mediator even then it is deemed as under conciliation that means once a strike notice is served it mm. is under conciliation and it is illegal i see so it it, it massively reduces the the strikes power bargaining capacity you know this strike Pardon. is the ultimate uh, uh, you know this is last resort for the working people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i see so so the current strikes uh, yeah. the current strike the so, massive strike has so been so yeah the 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 main demand is stop uh, demanding the stop of uh, uh, you know merger of all uh, labor laws in, into four codes and number 3 uh, the major issue of uh, disinvestment of public sector privatization 
all out sale of public sector see it, it was the public sector which was the backbone of indian economy you know after the independence only with the public sector support the steel industry you see india requires lot of investment those days after independence mm. so with the help of the erstwhile soviet union basic industries in the steel pharmaceutical heavy engineering the public sectors were established mm. and uh, there were around 244 public sector industries in this country besides the public transportation like indian railways uh, and regional uh, road transport corporations uh, headed by various state governments there are many government departments excluding that 244 public sectors were there in aerospace electronics machine tool shipbuilding Mm. coal likewise petroleum so now this government wants to uh, dismantle all these public sectors and economy goes into hands of the private sector i see so again is this uh, demand for strengthening the public sector then there is an issue of trade union registration trade union what sorry trade union registration registration okay yeah registration of trade unions it is not done it is denied mm so within 45 days of application it should be uh, you know Complete. registered mm. but they are be, are they they are delaying them yeah and uh, you know the issue of common people against price rise and this time the trade unions have taken up the issue of peasantry you no know, there is a severe agriculture crisis in this country wherein the agricultural labor is affected and also the uh, peasantry remunerative price issue for the agriculture produce this government has promised uh, on the cost of the inputs uh, 1.5 time the price will be fixed that for, for is for agricultural you know, products yeah you know you will be surprised uh, it is in lakhs the uh, suicides were taking place in various parts of the country rural because, side because the conditions for the peasantry are so difficult peasantry mm. one is the inputs for agriculture there was a production of fertilizers in the hands of government public sector that is dismantled so they are left to the mercy of the private similarly seeds monsanto like companies you know i see so that issue is there then after producing the issue of price see i'll cite one example onion today is costing 100 rupees kg it was 200 rupees also Mm-hmm. the how much the uh, uh, peasant you know he gets he gets not even 10 rupees per kg i see so it's sold it's sold at 250 it's sold at 250 to 300 and and the peasant gets 10 yeah yeah so it is in the market is it is more than 10 times it is the middleman who is eating away the profits mm. i see so those are such uh, demands Mm. Uh, and and so I do I do want to turn to the 
the communist movement in India, the, the communists. Where is that movement strongest? Uh, it is stronger in Kerala, no doubt. Although there it is not, government there? It is, it is not, a yeah, government is there. Although it is not in power in West Bengal or Tripura, it is still stronger. In Kerala? Uh, yeah. Okay. See, if and you if you can't look only in terms of uh, representation in the uh, assemblies, legislatures of the states, because, because of this electoral system, the left uh, doesn't have so many seats in various states. But it does have a lot of support? Of course, it has got uh, footings in Andhra, it has got in Telangana, it has got in Tamil Nadu, some parts of uh, Karnataka, similarly in Maharashtra, you know, last year there was a big peasant rallies. Mm-hmm. Peasant rallies barefoot, they have walked to Mumbai, demonstrated walked hundreds of kilometers. How many people were there? Nasi. More than lakh. They have walked into Mumbai and uh, barefoot, swollen foot, mm. torn foot. Bombay people, they have supplied footwear along food mm. to these uh, farmers. Mm. Mm. And so, and this was this was a particular event with with communist farmers, peasants coming in. Uh, what sort of uh, is it? One it is, party? Say or? every farmer is a communist. No, of course, of course, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, but this was this was a, a march, a march organized by the communists. Of course, in the name of uh, in the flag of All India Kisan Sabha. Mm. And and how big the, the party or, or organization that body that organized it. What organization was that, and and how how many people are a part of communist organizations within within China, or does it all fall under one big sort of group? No, the point is I don't have statistics of membership now. Mm. Uh, party, see, unfortunately, communist party also movement is divided with very ideological. You know, earlier the United Communist Party from CPI CPM has come out against the uh, class collaborative policies of CPI in the year 1964. Mm-hmm. Again, there was an extreme split in the year 1967. Mm-hmm. Similarly, there was a trade union split also because uh, the All India Trade Union Congress, which was formed in the year 1920, mm-hmm. uh, was split after independence. The Congress formed its own trade union wing. Similarly, some socialists gone out. They have formed uh, HMS, and CATU formed in the year 1970. Okay, so there's quite a, a number of different organizations, and of all the ones the CPI. Uh, did you say the C this the, the, the CMU? Is that right? No, CITU. CITU. Okay, CITU. That's the trade union, and then you yeah, have the yeah. CPI. Okay. Uh, and so, what are the big, the big three, the biggest three communist parties? Is, is the CPI? Biggest one is CPIM only. Mm, CPIM only, okay. CPIM only. Okay. Remember, Sitaram Yachuri is the general secretary. Mm-hmm. And the, the the next two, the the splits. What, what are those two parties called? Pardon? The the next two, the next two biggest. You have the, the biggest one, and then you said they split ah. uh, into, into two other organizations. CPI what were the is names there? Against? Communist Party of India, mm-hmm. 
And was there another split, a uh, third party? Uh, there, there is. Uh, there are many more. Uh, RSP, Forward Block, mm-hmm. Revolution Socialist Party, Forward Block, CPI, ML. Among the CPI, ML, there are various segments again. Okay. And the movement in Kerala, that is run by which party? It is led by CPIM. CPIM. Okay. And what are the plans and aims of, of the CPIM? So ultimately trying to force the unity among the left forces. And, 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 it, and yeah. uh, bringing, bringing all the affected masses in the society mm-hmm. from the trade unions, Kisans, Students. And what sort of policies have they? Uh, I know that they held some seats. What did they manage to achieve while in in government in Kerala? Kerala, they are doing many things. You know, recent floods. Government did not give central government did not give anything to them by their own voluntary work. This government has, you know, fifty percent of the budgetary expenditure is done through the local bodies in Kerala. Mm. It is, this is how uh, involving the people in the governance, in the planning of the state budget and execution of the plans, the local bodies are given preference and involved in the running of the administration and affairs of the society. I see. So in Kerala, that applies too. So they have uh, 50% of the budget is, is given to the local government. Yes. And they uh, decide what to do with it as they see fit. Yes. And and what has the Kerala, uh, the, the communist, the CPIM done uh, with its local budget? What is it focused on? No, its focus uh, is, uh, you know, first uh, pricing, uh, building the cooperatives, strengthening the industry within their purview. I see. Because state governments, uh, they doesn't have much power in this country. All the, you know, uh, powers are vested with central. The, the revenue, you know, in this, in this GSC regime, under the GSC regime, all the money goes to center and they will distribute the money. I see. I see. So, so the, 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 the Local government, the CPIM, has been focused on cooperatives and re and, and trying to put local industry, uh, empower local industry yeah. and, and source of local production. Yes, yes, I, see, yes, I see, I see. Okay. And um, they are currently still in power in Kerala? They're still holding their seats? Pardon? Are they still holding in Kerala? Are they still? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, they're continuing. Okay. And they're rejecting the um, implementation of the uh, of the, the the I don't know what the correct term is I, I might have missed that of the current policy that's being protested the the, the registration yeah. and nationality protests yeah that is CAA they're rejecting Government it Act. CAA C C what sorry CAA CWA CWA okay CWA mm-hmm. so they they rejected the CWA they refused to, to yeah, implement yeah. Even other, you know, the Akali party in Punjab, who are with the present BJP, they have opposed it. I see. And uh, Biju Janata Dal from Orissa state, they have opposed it. 
Nitish Kumar from B- B- Bihar State, Janata Dal United, JDU. Mm-hmm. They have opposed it. Mm-hmm. It is the, they were partners in the ruling center. Mm-hmm. They have opposed it. I see. So, so it's not just the, 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 the CPI. So it's, it's a number of, with, even within the G, uh, BG, BG, yes, BJP yes, coalition, yes. There, there has been rejection. Exactly. So it seems like you say, a, it has been a massive miscalculation uh, yes. on the part of the central government. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so a quick question um, as, as we draw to a close. Uh, what is stopping the uh, the CPI and all of these leftist sort of communist forces from unifying? Um, I mean, obviously, I know this might be quite complicated, but uh, what what appears to be the biggest hurdle? Simple as simple. If you think complicated, it is complicated. Okay. So what is on it? the on the issues which you are in common opinion? There should be joint action. There are various issues confronting the people. So, our party is trying to bring in all those people who are opposed to these policies and all those parties who are in the cause of people and working people. People at large and working people at particular for their cause on the agreed points join the united struggle that is the direction uh, or uh, line we took up so that, that yeah that is the the way you see it that the party should unify on on the things they agree on there should be enough of a foundation to move forward that's the most important thing you don't agree for something leave it you yes. you come join for whatever you agree yes yes okay well Thank you so much, uh, Bien, for, for contributing today. And uh, I yeah. think we've covered a lot of ground. Uh, and I hope people listening have been given some insight into the trade union movement, the strikes. Uh, and also, I've, I've really enjoyed the, the detail you've given on some, some yeah, of the yeah. deals in terms of aerospace. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Bien. Yeah. Thank You're you so welcome. much. You're welcome. You. All right. Bye-bye. And that is it for our podcast this week. You can catch the MTT podcast every Monday. To join or support the Marxist think tank, you can access our Patreon below. Your support allows us to remain independent. For news tips or to get in touch with us, please email admin at marxistthinktank.org. Special thanks to music and post-production by Sean Sanchez. This podcast has been produced by Reggie Truman and I'm Oscar Bastille. Thank you for listening. <laughs>